Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. This week on the podcast, I thought it would be interesting to work through some end-of-year journal prompts and ideas for reflection. When this podcast airs, we are coming up on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And so mid-year, I put together some mid-year journal prompts to guide everyone through some ideas of how to reflect on the first half of the year and then move into the second half. And so in this case, I'm going to provide different advice that I've read all around, not uh, my advice, but um, advice from others in terms of ways you can reflect at the end of the year. So either New Year's Eve or then also moving into possibly New Year's Day when you might look at visioning and setting intention for 2021. And, you know, some people do resolutions, whatever you want to call it. I just thought this would be a great exercise to uh, talk about this week and give you some ideas. So, you know, the end of the year, especially this year, 2020, with the coronavirus and the world being kind of topsy-turvy, it definitely seems like a time to reflect as we hit upon New Year's Eve. And for me, my birthday is also at the end of the year. And it's a big birthday. I'm going to be turning 40. So that also kind of puts me into this reflective time period and reflective mode. And so I thought um, one of the interesting ideas that I came across was the idea to reflect on the gems from 2020. So recognizing that it has been a very difficult year, but that many of us have learned things either about ourselves, about what we're interested in, about how we function, ways that we have moved into a new direction maybe during the pandemic that could have actually been positive and not something we ever would have tried before. So even if it's just a little kernel of wisdom that maybe helped get you through the pandemic, I think that would make it onto your list of the 2020 gems that will then lead you into 2021. Another idea from Gretchen Rubin, who is famous for writing The Happiness Project and other books. I reviewed one of her books on the podcast as well, The Four Tendencies. She came up with this idea of looking forward into 2021 and putting together a list of 21 for 21. So a list for doing things in a healthier, happier, more productive, or more creative way for 2021. And so that that obviously comes from taking a little bit of time of reflecting on, say, 2020 or even past and then looking at what what do you want to see um, and what could you do in 2021 to make things a little bit different. So another way would be to just do a very simple journal entry on reflection. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a list. It doesn't necessarily have to be guided. It just could be very cerebral and just thinking about, you know, some of the things that you've went through, hard times, some of the good times, and kind of wrapping up the year that way. I think 
um, doing sort of that long form journaling would be very helpful to kind of put a cap on this year. And I think it is particularly important when we've had a challenging year like this to kind of put a cap on it and say, okay, this is where we've been and we're going to keep moving onwards so that we can have a little bit of closure, I guess. I mean, I know the pandemic is not over, but a year will be done. And that's something um, to not only celebrate, but also reflect on. Rachel Hollis is very famous for all of her reflection advice. And so one thing that she talks about, um, she has an episode of the Rachel Hollis podcast, episode 78, where she works all through a visioning exercise. And the visioning exercise is also in the beginning part of her start to day journal. You can kind of read through it all there and actually do the visioning exercise in your journal. Uh, but she also just walks you through it in a podcast about coming up with kind of your 10 goals and imagining what you're looking like in 10 years and then what are the 10 goals and then what can you do kind of today. So I think that would be a really interesting exercise to go through on New Year's Day when you're kind of looking to start anew. And I do like how she really does provide guidance. I've heard so many people say, well, just put together a vision board or, you know, just just visualize what you want and you'll get it. But if you don't kind of have those tangible tips of, well, how how do I, you know, visualize it? What what kind of vision do you mean? Like, is it that I have a new hair color? Like, what are we talking here? Um, and so I like the way that Rachel really breaks it down. And if you just listen to her podcast episode, it's totally free. Another thing that she talks about, I think it's in the same episode, is the idea of at the end of a year doing a calendar audit. And I actually did this last year um, and it was very interesting. So what she is advising is that when you go through your calendar, so you know if you're somebody who uses your work calendar or you have a personal calendar where you keep everything on it, you may have several calendars, so you might need to actually go through both. I know my work and personal calendar are um, separate, but you go through it and you make notes to yourself. And again, she gives advice about the categories to use and everything. But basically, you're making a note to yourself of what things that you spent time on that really served you. And then what things were kind of a waste of your time, you know, where you either didn't feel great about it at the end, you didn't feel like it made a difference in your life. I know sometimes there are things that maybe we volunteer for our kids and sometimes we feel great about doing it. And then other times we kind of think, oh, that was kind of a waste of time. Or, um, you know, there are other areas where maybe you volunteer to do something or you think you need to go to, you know, somebody's direct sale party or something like that. And, and it takes up a lot of your time, you know, maybe that's a whole evening and that was four hours that you spent somewhere and and it really didn't either further your friendship or it didn't kind of serve you in any way in the end. And so I think it is, you know, you don't have to be harsh when you do it, but you can go through this exercise of auditing your calendar. And it's not only eye-opening because you see how much time you spend in things. Like for me, it was really appointments. I really noticed how many appointments 
that I had taken my kids and myself to throughout the year um, health-wise. And it it was really eye-opening to see the level. Um, and also activities, like it kind of showed, oh, wow, maybe we're doing way too many activities in terms of, you know, signing the kids up for this and that. Because it costs money to do those things. And then it sort of gets you reflecting not only money-wise, but then also time-wise. And I think people are so familiar with auditing maybe their finances a little bit more and saying, wow, I'm wasting money here. But this is kind of the same thing, but using time as a currency. And and I think you uh, would find it to be very useful to do this calendar entry. The other thing when you audit your calendar too, is you could see that, okay, there's a lot of time that's not accounted for here. You know, like, I feel like I'm so busy, but I guess I'm actually just spending a lot of time watching Netflix. And and that might be the case. So good, good to reflect on that. So those are a few journal ideas, be it a list, a simple journal, or doing kind of the audit or a visioning exercise. But there are also other kind of more activity-based. So if you're somebody that doesn't really want to reflect through writing, you're not like a pen to paper kind of person, there are a few other ideas that you could do that are either more active or you're doing something a little bit more. So one thing I like to do at the end of the year is the Running Room in Canada has something called a resolution run, where at the end of the year you sign up, it's either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and you do like a 5 I believe it's a 5K, I always do just a 5K. Um, and you go for a run where you kind of reflect on this year, you reflect on kind of how far you've come in running, but certainly you could also, I mean, your mind goes a lot of places while you're running, so you can absolutely reflect on the full year. And then it is really like a recommitment to running and to yourself and your health for the next year as well. So I think they're doing these runs virtually, but certainly you don't have to necessarily sign up for a run. If you're somebody that that will get you to do it, then yes, sign up. But if you just know like, hey, December 31st rolls around, I can go for a five, a 10K, whatever you can do, a walk run and take that time. It's especially powerful. I find to do it outside, even though it's cold, I feel like it just really sticks with you. Those those runs when you're reflecting and you're outside and it's cold and it's hard, and um, it it really sticks with you and it does it does almost feel emotional. I would say so. I would definitely recommend being outdoors for that run instead of a tread, and you know snap a few photos of what you've seen and really document that because I do find when I scroll back back through my um, photos on my phone, it's like I kind of see, oh yeah, that was, you know, these were from my resolution run. And I think that's a great way in an active way to kind of um, mark off the year and start anew. The other way to do it would be go New Year's Day and say, you know, before before I maybe make my dinner or whatever, first thing in the morning, I'm setting out my intention or even better, do both. And uh, then you'd get two runs in. Another one is to kind of clean out and organize things. I think January becomes a big 
organization time for people. We've gotten new things likely at Christmas. I know for my kids, I'm always thinking, oh my gosh, where are these new toys going to go? We've got to get rid of some things. Not to mention It's kind of a point where you can mark that the kids are a year older. There are things that they aren't playing with anymore. Somebody else could use it. We could donate it. We could give it away to a younger child that we know. Um, And then that way you can kind of make room for the new things, but also kind of cleanse some of the things that, again, aren't serving you, your family anymore. And um, it could possibly help somebody else if you go the donation route. So that's something that that it is reflective. I find whenever I'm cleaning out, you know, toys or cleaning out my own uh, desk drawers and things like that, um, you could clean out your kitchen. You do reflect on the time that you've spent, and again, your mind wanders, and you could you could set an intention that while you do that cleaning and organizing, you're going to kind of reflect on 2020 and um, you know what you're maybe thinking of for the new year. And I think when we clear things away and we make space for the new year, it does. Um, kind of serve into that visioning as well. You know, they say you need to kind of make space for the new you, the new ideas, the new things that you want, that you want to tackle. And then my last idea would be to do either yoga or meditation as a more active way to reflect. Um, So there, I know on my Peloton app, there are tons of year-end yoga classes now coming up. They're kind of doing a year in review with music. I did one today, actually, where it was kind of the best music of the year. Um, So that would be an idea. Or meditation-wise, I've seen some on Peloton that are the year of yes. And so they're kind of more focused on Um, setting an intention for the new year and um, giving giving you a little bit of time there. So um, you could also do your own meditation where you just decide to do a bit of reflection on your own. You don't necessarily need a guided meditation um, in that way. I have a few guided meditations here. Uh, None of them focus necessarily on year end, but, um, you know, the wind down or the judgment meditation might help to get you kind of in a reflective state of mind that then um, if you did it before, you could then kind of just continue to relax once you have got into that relaxation mode and then um, think about what you would like to um, reflect on for 2020 and where you'd like to go for 2021. So those are just a few ideas, be it journaling, be it um, a more active endeavor. Certainly, if yoga classes and meditation classes are up and running in your area, you could also join one. I know a lot of studios do special New Year's yoga classes. Um, Unfortunately, in Ontario, we have entered another lockdown with the pandemic, so anything would have to be online. Um, But there are tons of yoga resources, even on YouTube. I've seen so many uh, that you could, I'm sure, find a class that would fit this purpose. 
So I hope you've enjoyed those ideas. Definitely take the time for yourself to reflect and feel some rest and then hopefully feel that little spark of renewed energy as we enter into a new year and into 2021. I want to wish everybody a lovely New Year's Eve. Again, whether you're able to celebrate with others or you're going to be um, on your own or in your small family bubble, hopefully you can enjoy New Year's Eve and also New Year's Day. And wish everyone a happy early new year. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com or follow me online at Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S-A-R-A-L-A-D-Y-G-L-U-T-E-N, or the Facebook page, Sarah-Lady Gluten. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week.